You're listening to Fandoms. I'm your host, Brody Otway. Join me as I interview a guest about anything from Puss in Boots to Mobile Suits. Today on the show, we'll be talking to Scott about Gundam. Welcome to the show, Scott. Hello, everyone. So for somebody who has no idea, what is a mobile suit and what is a Gundam? All right, so uh, I'm, I'm going to answer that in the reverse order. So Gundam is two things. First, it's the franchise. It mm-hmm. is a 45-year running uh, franchise in giant robot animation from Japan. It is named after the titular mobile suit, which is a 60-foot-tall robot piloted by our hero, in the original series, Amaro Ray, obviously over 45 years, dozens of shows, spinoffs, tie-in comics, video games, the whole thing. Many Gundams across all of them. Some of them are bad. You can tell because uh, they just draw the Gundam evil in them. <laughs> and a mobile suit is just any other, any any broader category of giant robot. So, you know, there's, there's, there's one that looks like a fish and that that's a mobile suit. <laughs> So how did you first get into Gundam? Uh, so I, um, my story is pretty familiar to a lot of people, but I guess maybe a bit different. For a lot of people, they saw Gundam Wing on Toonami, if you're in America. But in Canada, we did not have Toonami. No, we did Network. not. Cartoon Network was a thing you got on Satellite Dish. Yep. What happened on YTV was uh, it was a Wednesday. It was a Wednesday in 1998, I think, 99, 99. It was a Wednesday and and the the after school programming block stopped dead. And it was like, OK, uh, because YTV had like MTV style VJs instead mm-hmm. of I remember more advertising. And, and these these two VJs just sort of sat down very sincerely and said, like, OK, we're not running Dragon Ball Z today. We promise there's Dragon Ball Z tomorrow. We really are. It might even be, it's going to be new episodes of Dragon Ball Z tomorrow because they were very apologetic about not being able to get new Dragon Ball Z at the time. But what happened was, is that the, these, uh, the VJs said, we're going to show you a new show. We're going to show three episodes back to back. It's Gundam Wing. And you have to tell us, you have to send us postcards and emails about if you like this show or not. Uh, because um, what happened because uh, YTV had a bunch of BSNP about realistic firearms use by young people on screen. Mm-hmm. And, and Gundam Wing had young people using realistic firearms on screen. They needed fan support to uh, change those rules. So they just showed the first three episodes of Gundam Wing, a show that aired in Japan in 1995. And it, it blew my mind. And then they, they didn't mention Gundam Wing for months. Because I guess, again, BSNP at Shaw, Cable had to go through things but what happened is is that i got to go to my local video store and go to the japanimation section because we were still calling it that in Mm. 1999 and what they had was not videotapes of gundam wing they had videotapes of the original mobusu gundam from 1979 that the movie compilations of that tv series and i rented those two tapes and was very confused because that had that that had very little to do with the three episodes of Gundam Wing I saw months ago but I was both of these things absolutely enchanted me and I was uh, able to follow them for you know eventually sort out different continuities and figure out what was going on between all of them and just just enjoy the ride of robots and exciting animation and uh 
occasional political commentary. Yeah, I I got into the series a little bit later than you. I think it I was probably about 12. It would have been when YTV was airing Gundam Seed. Ah, uh, the rare no disco guns version of of Gundam Seed. Yeah, and I was really really into it for the first like half of the series and then I kind of fell off. And then I found out about like all the other stuff, but like I had been exposed to the model kits before. So I kind of was like, I seen it on TV and I was like, that looks a lot like those model kits I used to do. And then I kind of went down the rabbit hole there. I was like, those are the model kits that I did. And then found out there was like older Gundams. And I think I was doing, I would have been doing model kits from Gundam Wing probably because would have been like between like early 2000s. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, around then, um, I don't know what you were buying or where, but yeah, there were a lot of kits. Uh, so Gundam as a franchise really spins up and it, it really lives and dies on the popularity of plastic model kits that you buy from stores and you cut out all the parts and you put them together and you maybe paint them or add a little detailing with markers or whatever you do. And that, that's been the business model since 1980, really. 19, in The original Gundam was cancelled. It was canceled about three months short of really ending of its intended run. And it was brought back on the strength of the sales of model kits, not toys, just the model kits. And also out of a rivalry between the studio and the director and that created Gundam and the studio and the director that created Space Battleship Yamato. Because Yamato got a movie and that sold a lot of tickets, uh, like people lining up weeks ahead of time in tokyo to see the the space battleship yamato movie and then the executives at sunrise were like well we would very much like to have a movie made out of cut up bits of a tv show that would sell many tickets in in japan we would like that and they went to the director and said tamina yoshiki tamino and tamino said yes i too would like to recut I, i i don't know if i can recut uh this TV show into one movie. I think I need to recut it into three movies. And I would very much also like to uh, defeat uh, Space Battleship Yamato at the box office for personal political reasons. And did they beat them at the box office? Oh, absolutely. Well, they also had three movies. They also oh, I like, guess, like, yeah, that's true. That, that's a big part of it is like Yamato did ga- the Yamato movie did gangbusters. Uh, absolutely. But they, they turn around and say, well, we're doing three movies. You know, they got to do gangbusters three times. Do you have a lot of Gunpla? Uh, so or Gunpla, uh, I'll say Gunpla is a portmanteau of Gundam and plastic model kit. And yeah, I've got a bunch. I've got a bunch. Uh, what's your favorite one out of your bunch? Uh, so there is no bad kit of the Gundam Mark II. Uh, the Gundam Mark II is from Zeta Gundam. The second TV series in the whole franchise came out in 1987. Checking. Yes, 87. (laughs) Uh, Any kit of that just turns out good, whether it's, they come in a bunch of sizes and levels of detail, and every time they tackle the Mark II, the kit just turns out great, and so I love all of them. That's awesome. Do you have a favorite series from the different ones that they've released for the anime ask me depending on what day 
you 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 can ask me and I'll give you a different answer. But right now I'm going to recommend Gundam 0080 War in the Pocket. It is a six episode series. It went it's uh, direct to video released in 1989 as part of a 10th anniversary project. And it is just a short story that runs alongside the original Gundam. Doesn't really connect to the characters directly, just to uh, the timeline events where you have the original war between laissez-faire capitalists, neoliberal colonial powers, and space Nazis, and what that unfolds. And it takes place in a small side colony, a war in the pocket, a tempest in a teacup, and uh, it follows a commando team trying to destroy a prototype Gundam. Uh, A kid gets involved, he witnesses the entire thing this entire commando raid go wrong twice and it it really i think encapsulates a lot of the themes of gundam in a very short amount of time and because uh, we're recording this in november it's set at christmas mostly to make things even sadder as things go wrong but you know it it, it's on my mind now (laughs) what would you say is the worst gundam thing you've watched uh, so I have a little rage. I have a little bit of rage for a show called Gundam Age. Uh, this was a co-production between uh, Sunrise and Level 5, a video game studio. And it came out, oh God, uh, 15 years ago or so. What upsets me about it is, it is that it is constantly getting close to doing something smart. It's a series that uh, explores one conflict over three generations and it, 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 it is almost about like cyclical violence and the pointlessness of revenge, but then it just does stupid things and and it it never hits that potential. So it just leaves me confused and angry about why you would try and not get and, and why would you wouldn't why would you just continue to do stupid things? That hurts me because I was just gonna start watching Gundam Age. <clears throat> yeah, I mean I think I would like to hear a new fan's perspective because a big part of um, a big part of Gundam shows, especially as you get into the alternate timelines, which are meant to be approachable, but they are also meant to kind of recycle or re reimagine or reinvestigate themes from prior Gundam shows. To me, the first 20 episodes of Gundam Age are the same as the original Gundam from 1979, except it's Nadesco, uh, Martian successor Nadesco, different giant robot cartoon. Uh, it plays with themes from Nadesco. And um, I would be curious to see what someone who is not carrying the baggage of like, oh, oh, yeah, I know who this character type is. I know who this character type, this plot beats from that show. I've seen quite a bit of the Universal Century shows at this point. Like I've seen uh, the original and Zeta and I enjoyed both of those a lot. Oh, yeah. So, so okay. So maybe you're in, you'd be in the same boat where it's like, oh, we, we've introduced the Lala. Oh, the Lala is dead. Okay, moving on. Except again, it's on a shorter time scale because it happens in the first 18 episodes. And then they skip ahead some decades and they introduce the protagonist kids. And now it's, you know, it, it goes into seed territory and then it loops around to being something else. And it's, it again, age, age is really just about doing older shows not as well and faster and some of that's just the timing some of that is just that it's a director who's only worked on video games so he doesn't understand the pacing of tv the same way yeah i was not going i was not originally interested in it because i the art style didn't really hit me and then character design is um shaky on that one yeah it looked more like children's animation than anything to me but like 
I was, uh, I, I'm a really big fan of a few of the games from level five. So when I found out somebody from level five was working on it, I was like, maybe I'll give it a shot. But from the sounds of it, it's, I don't know, it's not sounding very promising. I mean, I, I would, I, again, uh, if you're approaching Gundam for the first time, I always say only you can decide if you think a show is worth mm -hmm. watching because uh, it's been going for 45 years. Gundam fans are very contentious. Everyone is going to stand up and uh, really speak out for their favorite show and vice versa. There are people who are just irrationally mad at some shows. It 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 always devolves to personal taste and you, you should just give everything a chance for yourself and be open-minded. Don't don't let me tell you what to do. I'm a guy on the internet. So are there any Gundam series that you haven't watched? So as it stands, it is SD Gundam Force. Oh God. BB Senshi Sendokuden, which is another SD show, and SD Gundam World Heroes. These are all uh, 3D CG, super deformed art style shows that are very long actually <laughs> they're they're very long and they're kind of they they skew younger and uh like I, I saw one episode of sd gundam force and i'm like nope couldn't deal could not deal with the tone could not the the humor was not for me and it just seemed kind of much more like a kid's show where you know the good guys just punch the bad guys i should at least give world heroes a chance because i like the designs of the little guys in them but no but those are the three out of, I don't know, however many thousands of minutes of Gundam are, you can watch, I have not seen. Even when I was younger, when I first seen it, like, airing on TV, like, the it's like the CGI, like, big-headed little Gundam guys, right? Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I just was like, no, I was like, I, I, I was like, I've found regular Gundam, like, I'm not going back. I'm not going backwards. <laughs> well, and there there are uh, SD shorts from the late 80s and early 90s. These oh. these are manga and they're animated. And for the most part, those shorts are a mix of fantasy adventure, I think, closer to what is in World Heroes and um, just kind of the Teen Titans Go of, of Gundam, where <laughs> it is like these off-model designs engaged in humorous version, like humorous exaggerations of existing Gundam. So that there are older SD shorts that were released direct-to-video in Japan that are straight-up comedies and that, you know, that one of the best ones, they can't release it ever again, is just a version of its Zeta Gundam characters doing wacky races, like the Hanna-Barbera wacky races. Is there a specific reason why they can't release it? Uh, because Hanna-Barbera sued them. It was oh. way too close to being wacky okay. races. So they got an actual troll. Okay, that's that's freaking hilarious. Yeah, there, there, you, there are a certain number of VHS tapes and laser discs of uh, SD Gundam Mark III wacky races and it's straight up no called more wacky they do i, I think it, to hide it i don't it's not called wacky races okay. but it is something races and okay yeah, yeah so if you stumble across it it's it's very it's a good episode of wacky races but it's like oh yeah no wonder you got sued it's too close uh that same set of sd shorts also has uh the musha gundam characters the ones that are gundams mashed up with medieval japanese armor designs okay and, and situations but it, it's a scooby-doo episode it's it's the Zaku brothers are making a fake ghost and to to scare villagers out of you know one town. 
and then the the musha versions of you know the, the main five gundams show up to try to sort out why why there are ghosts that's so random of all the things that of hanna-barbera that's hilarious oh i want to see gundam snagglepuss <laughs> so what obstacles might somebody face getting into the series well there i think there's two uh, the first is just the amount of it. There are 45 years of material. They This is TV, weekly TV. So there's a six-year period where 250 episodes of Gundam come out in the 90s. And that means that if you're going to dig into it, you've got 250 episodes from one six-year period to go through. The other problem is Bandai itself. The producers of Gundam are not really good about keeping the entire franchise available in a consistent way. Like right now, if you're in America, you can watch Turn A Gundam, a show from 1999. 50 episodes. Absolute classic. Love it. If you ask me on another day, it's my favorite Gundam show. But you can't watch it in Canada, and it's only going to be up for two weeks. And this is the first time it's been available to stream in years. And at the same time, Bandai, a different executive within Bandai has said, like, hey, Witch from Mercury, the most recent show, uh, making it available internationally did a lot for us. It was very good for streaming numbers and model kit sales and ratings and everything else, but they have not learned that lesson because, again, Turn A Gundam is only going to be available for two weeks. The G Reco movies are only going to be available for two weeks, and whatever replaces them on their YouTube channel might only be up for a few months. And they keep doing this. And they, uh, when we talk about manga or video games, what comes out in North America doesn't always get marketing support or doesn't get a dub or the subtitles are bad or weird or it's a phone game that gets canceled after nine months of work. <laughs> and so Bandai is working against itself. So it's it makes it hard to be a fan from outside unless you're just going to buy Blu-rays because um, their partner to release Blu-rays in North America is doing amazing work. I think the most recent set of releases maybe had some printing issues I, I don't know about that but yeah if you're not buying physical copies of discs it's it's hard to get into the whole thing yeah that's that's kind of ridiculous that they make it available for two weeks like what do they gain from limited uh, runs on their stuff it's basically like free advert it's advertising they've created it what does it gain for them to keep it from people seeing it yeah turn turn a gundam is a 20-year-old show. Yes, it's a 20-year-old show now. Yeah. They've I mean, made their money on it. They've streamed it before, but not in 10 years. But yeah, no, we're going to put 50 episodes up for two weeks. What, and I mean, maybe the hope is that people will see enough of it. It'll drive them to buy the discs to see the rest. But you could also do the same thing by having five episodes up all the time. And like, even if you do have more than just five episodes, it's like you might create fans who decide I, they need to now get the model kits or buy it on disc so they can have it. And it's just those people like. Yeah, no, it's, it's. Bandai, they, they shoot themselves in the foot a lot when it comes to their international business. I can't make sense of it. All I can say is that if you ever feel like you need to not go through legitimate means to watch a Gundam, 
I don't feel bad. I, I'm not going to tell you you're a bad person. <laughs> you you can you can rig up your VPNs and your torrents and whatever. You figure it out, and I'm not going to make you feel bad. Why do you think the Gundam series is so iconic and recognizable compared to a lot of other mecha shows? I think uh, part of it is just that you have a really from Jump in 1979. You have a really strong design sensibility from Kunio Gawara, who is producing really like iconic very distinct styles not just for the Gundam but for all of the uh, enemy mobile suits you see in the show that you can and comparing that to not to say that there aren't other older mech shows that are very iconic but there there are a bunch of mech designs that tend to blur together or get lost in greatlies and gimmicks like Voltez Fee is Voltez 5 is just a mess of a machine and even the Ditarn 3 is is just like a bunch of stuff but the Gundam it's really clean it's really straightforward it reads really well it animates well and the other thing is just that for the most part the writing on Gundam has always been fairly strong and fairly cognizant of the fact that you can't make an anti-war you can't really make an anti-war story, but you can tell a war story that is anti the causes of war. Mm-hmm. So First Gundam is about, you know, deals with colonialism, themes of colonialism, themes of fascism, and that becomes a theme throughout. Like Zeta is much more about colonialism than even First Gundam was. Uh, Double Zeta deals with class conflicts. Shar's counterattack introduces eco-fascism and eco-terrorism into the mix. So they are always constantly keeping up with, they are always really grounded in themes that are, you know, relevant to real life and the character writing is informed by those themes so you see people who are caught up in colonial struggles anti-fascist struggles eco-terrorism struggles and there aren't always clean answers and even happy endings because the franchise keeps going what looks like a happy ending just leads to another problem down the road there was you know char's counterattack ends with this transcendental moment where the human race maybe understands each other for a bit and then you jump cup you jump ahead 30 years and there's a bunch of guys with too much money being jerks deciding that they're gonna be some sort of nouveau aristocracy revving kissed nonsense and uh they they need to be they need to be dealt with the series is great no Um, well it's it's so big it's so big and it is always you know as much as i can talk about oh this show's you know just recapitulating themes from an older show no it's always re it's always approaching those themes it's always coming back to serious themes and presenting them in a way with big stompy robots that are fun for 10 year olds (laughs) to finish things off here who's your favorite protagonist gundam series you know I, i i think i have to go Oh, again, this is ask me, uh, ask me next week and I'll give you a different answer. But I think right now it my my best boy, my my most goodest, dumbest space boy is Garrett Rand from Gundam X. He is Gundam X is a post-apocalyptic series. Garrett is a scavenger, you know, making his living, robbing people. He is introduced throwing a flashbang at a mobile suit and hopping up to hold a guy at gunpoint to steal his mobile suit who sell it for parts. He is just, he is a, just a brilliant chaos gremlin who grows a conscience, 
gets attached to people who are trying to make things better in this wasteland, this post-war wasteland. And he he grows up and he he understands that there's he can affect and help more people in his life. He he gets an unambiguous happy ending is also part of it. He, he gets the girl, he saves the day, and, uh, you know, all his friends get to live. Well, you've talked me out of Gundam Age and into Gundam X. It is also shorter by 13 episodes if you're the kind of person who kind of has, like, the, the, the pressure of backlogs on you and it's like oh this i can clear this off my to-do list much faster well thank you so much for coming on and talking gundam with me it's been a blast well thank you very much thanks for tuning in if you know someone who would make a great guest or want to come on yourself shoot me an email at pod.fandoms at gmail.com you can also reach us on twitter or instagram or you can follow us on our facebook page or come hang out with us on discord where you can give us feedback submit questions vote on logos or just come hang out hope to see you there and if you haven't already make sure you go and give us a five-star rating on your podcast app of choice we really appreciate it